Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day, thanks so much for getting our year-round carnival preview of Derby Day. Vince, Akadi, it's all business now. Now, firstly, uh, Liam O'Case put up a soft seven, so that's pretty much in what we were hoping yesterday. Yeah, soft seven, H8, Ralphie. If the rain can stay away until, you know, if there's any more drizzles, let's hope it's after four or five o'clock because then we know the ground's going to continuously improve and that would be fantastic. And who knows, maybe after race one or two, we might, see even further improvement from, you know, this S7 slash H8. Race one's the Carbine Club Stakes. The favourite for the race is Pungo. Chris Waller has a history of really targeting Carbine Club. He, he loves uh, bringing his horses and putting on a show in the first race of Melbourne Cup week. It's favourite from Tijuana Sandpaper and Elkington Road you've made a little case for. Will you be playing in this race from a business perspective? Uh, no, Ralphie. <laughs> it's that simple. Yes. Okay, uh, race two. Will Surefire's odds on? Uh, is there any queries about him? In if if for those who want to take the short prices, how I best put it? Well, it is tight. Of course, the, the had the race been a little bit later in the day, I, I might be a lot more confident because then the ground would be continuously improving. It's got a WTI that's good enough, but it's it's more positioned in that S six sort of range, maybe borderline S seven. So that's the only little query I've got. So it is a, it is a tight price, justified if that track's drying. Okay, race three, and of course, uh, please use your use your final edition of Race Speed Profiles, which you have got as part of getting this service as an accompaniment to what we're talking about here. Uh, race three, well, it's, it's a beauty up the straight. Uh, Generations entitled to be favourite uh, for his talent. It's his first go up the straight. How are you assessing this race? <laughs> It's a good race, Ralphie, and I feel it's really competitive, and you can just see the compression in the QR profiling. There's rock-solid six horses that are only a length between them. Yep. And then it really gets back down to this separation of the ground condition, and I feel that all the key runners are going to be a lot better if the ground continues to improve. So. That's my only trepidation about the race. Of course, the normal factors up the straight, where are you going to settle? Are you going to be in the middle of the ground? Are we going one way or the other? Hopefully, this might give us a little bit of signal for later in the day as well. Well, Liam O'Keefe was indicating that he expects them to come up the middle today in the straight <laughs> races for what that's worth on RSN this morning. No surprise. Yep. Um, uh, you, you've put the astrologist in on the quick backup. He's a Flemington specialist, and uh, and then further out to Gravina Jamia. Um, where, where does Serious Suspect rank if he brings his best? Because both him and the astrologist were in an unusually very fast twelve hundred race uh, uh, on Turnbull Day when, of course, uh, you know Private Eye smashed them. The reality is they're both live probabilities. Firstly, for Serious Suspect. I am taking a position. I don't believe this horse is running to that 3.4 profile of last campaign, and I feel that this horse is pretty much what it's done this campaign around the 1.2 is where it sits, and this is a runner that's a bit more of a negative if this ground doesn't improve beyond an S6. Astrologist, on the other hand, I actually feel this horse is ready to peak, 
And I feel that the 1.9 is the absolute bare minimum and therefore major, major threat, particularly if they're going to go in the middle of the ground because there's going to be a bit of a softening of speed and this horse will be able to just continually maintain its rhythm all the way to the finish line. The only little blemish is it's another runner, needs a drier, Ralphie. So that could bring it undone. And I should mention, because triple missiles in the market, I assume the reason it's not in your most advantage is the fact that he's just so proven on good ground. Well, he, he, this horse is electric on dry ground, and if this was a good track, I probably would have marked it on top. Yeah, so there it is. There's there's the uh, the conundrum for, for punters there. Uh, the wakeful, uh, well, there's uh, there's a uh, can I can I use the word rubbish? I won't use the word rubbish. No. There's, a, there's, <laughs> there's some moderate talent to date in this race. Uh, of those up the top of the market, though, is there is there a, a betting proposition? Well, they're evolving horses, Ralphie. Yeah, with all the capacity and the capability at some given point in time, they're. they're most likely going to get around that benchmark, maybe higher. Is that going to happen today? I'd say unlikely. Again, we've got a, a scenario where the majority of horses have very uh, soft I, uh, you know, WTI profiles. This could mean that there could be a runner that might just jump out of the ground, maybe having a crack for the second time on uh, wet ground could make a significant difference and that's the big challenge for me is particularly when you've got horses that aren't at that benchmark level we're at 2000 meters and no real confidence about how well they can handle the ground it, it just, just business-wise very hard for me to say let's step in but for the ones that don't mind that Definitely can't overlook the two. Should be extremely uh, competitive here as long as it can sort of take that next step on wet ground. And even uh, number one's probably of the same view. This is uh, Jenny Jerome. So pa Pavarita at $7 yep. and Jenny Jerome. Uh, okay, well, this is a race, race five. And uh, I was delighted I've done my own work, obviously. And I was delighted that you've pretty much gone the same way, that there's there's four key chances. And, uh, and uh, really, the starting point is that Pride of Jenny, if she relaxes in front, she, her, her best is pretty good. But Churath might have got that bonus win at Geelong because it was a soft tempo race, but a very, very strong last best last 400 and 200 of the day. Yeah, pretty excited about this horse, particularly True Rough. This is a one runner that I'm pretty keen on. It's probably borderline high. And I know, well, I'm very confident from a WTI that we're going to be able to handle the ground. And, yeah. and I'm factoring in the capacity of, uh, even if it just stays at S7, borderline H8, where it is right now, I'm very confident this horse will get through that ground. Rock solid 6.4 WTI. And from a, a data profiling point of view, I do have an expectation this horse is probably going to reach its peak, which is around 1.9. And if it does that, it won't miss the first three. Beautiful. You got an opinion on William Buick, I should ask you? William Buick. Oh, the, the rider? Yeah. Well, I'm not looking at him as a negative. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, look, uh, now we'll get to the races that we did the deep dive on yesterday. So it's merely a case of have you, have you had any change to your thoughts here? Most advantage, in secret, cool and gather, Jack and O and Wynas Notches, moderate uh, confidence. And I suppose that's reflective of the fact that the uh, the two talents in, in secret and Jack and O, as you outlined yesterday, there are queries about whether they should be at the tight price because they may have already peaked this prep. Ralph, you couldn't have said it any better. Okay. That's why I've downgraded the race to moderate. Plus, there's that scenario around how well are they really going to handle the ground condition should it stay where it is right now. But the one step back that I did take is if we're going on class and looking at the profile of what these some of these horses have done at 1,200, 
they definitely have an edge on the competition. And is that going to be enough, even if they're not going to elevate to new PBs or hold or maybe deteriorate a little bit, they still might be good enough to win. And, you know, I'm a bit peeved about that, Ralphie, because it just means I've got to keep my money in my pocket even though I would love to bet in this race. And it makes it hard because they could easily take two slots and then what am I going to take? It'll become more of a gamble than a calculated move, uh, you know, looking at one of the other runners. So I'm going to watch this from the sidelines with disappointment, I must say, because this would have been a good race to bet. Would you include economics and grand impact in your quaddy? For sure. Why not? Yep. So that, that's the, sort of the, the either-or scenario. But the starting point is the talent of In Secret and Jack and O was very, very real in the Golden Rose, and then it's a case of if you want to take that price. Uh, moderate confidence in the Derby. What's your final thoughts there? Yeah, I had to come back to that, Ralphie. The, 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 the challenge for me is this. Uh, firstly, I look at Berkeley Square, which is the horse that I like. I'm extremely keen in terms of its talent, capability. Just can it repeat that 1.9 at this distance? And this is what I touched on yesterday. If it does that, then I know this horse will be hard to beat, but will it do that in this ground condition? And and this is it. So if it's drying, I'm, I'm, I'm confident, then we've got a high probability that'll happen. But if it's not, I just feel that because there are a number of runners, example, Smart and Sharp is at least a two-length better horse on the wet ground versus Berkeley Square. So all of a sudden, it can go from benchmark to being at the same level, or you can take it the other way, deduct two lengths from 1.9. It's benchmark, and there and there we are. We're evenly matched. And then Pericles is another horse that's virtually got two lengths as well in terms of a wet track profile. All of a sudden, could quite easily become the horse to beat. So this is what made it hard for me. And then I look at the – well, not that I look very closely at, at the pricing because I have very simple rules. Dollar, if I want to be on a run, as long as they're better than thirty for a place, I'm going to be in, in. So that's not going to be an issue, but that's my problem is that it doesn't get the big edge. Now, if the track's dry, I'm sticking strong, and I may look at possibly investing. And this is the same thing with Mr. Maestro. Is also another runner. Is, is it also better than Berkeley Square on wet ground? So you can see this is, becomes challenging. Right, race eight. Uh, since yesterday, Nimalee's come out. Uh, Lark Creek, you, you outlined the case for it yesterday, and now you've upgraded this race to high. Uh, maybe I made a mistake. Should be a standout. <laughs> Let's not tell stories. We'll leave it at that. Um, Ice Bath, though, with double-figure odds is a horse that you do expect to run well. Absolutely. If 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 they, I'm not saying James is going to do anything to to make any pilot ever errors up on that speed. But if there was some sort of pilot error, then of course you'd uh, be looking at Ice Bath in a very serious manner. And if there's some miracle and we go S7, S6, S5, then all of a sudden, a horse that I didn't put in the top four, kissing all four cheeks, you can't um, ignore. Yes. She is a definite uh, yeah. good class runner on good ground. And uh, finally, with Asphora, um, been a couple of little scratchings from yesterday. We outlined the case for her on pure talent. She's a serious horse and a horse on the way up, but she goes from round the bend at Caulfield over 1,100, uh, sorry, over 1,000 to up the straight for the first time at 1,100. It's just a different circumstance. Correct. And, and you've also got to deal with how do we know how well this horse is going to handle wet ground? 
So your issue at Caulfield was is probably soft, whereas it could be much worse than that. It's this is not known. Yeah, we don't know. And yeah. maybe the rain's coming by then because looking at the YR, they're sort of predicting some rain to fall around 4 o'clock, right? And whether that happens or not, because I'm looking for me and say, wow, I love that blue sky. <laughs> yeah. If the rain does hit and punters are looking for maybe a couple of better odds. Uh, yeah, Juan Diva's got to be highly respected. Yep. Absolutely. And then another runner that comes into calculation and probably one of the reasons why I've put it in there is written beauty. Now, if the rain doesn't come, the other runner that needs to be considered is number 19, Viviane. No, it's been scratched. It's, oh, it's, been, oh, it's yeah. 19 out, is it? Yeah, 19 okay, out. My so apologies. We're safe there. Yep, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks so much for getting our uh, preview podcast. It's uh, it's a little project that we've been working on for a while with Paul Gardner, and uh, the support's been absolutely tremendous. Thank you, and best of luck today at Fleminum.